You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, February 7th. As the old adage goes, no news is good news, and there are no pressing updates or news to share this week. So let's cut to the chase and send it over to our resident tech historian, Paul Kruger, for another fascinating installment of This Month in Tech History. Lay it on us, Paul. Hey, everybody. It's Paul Kruger with This Month in Tech History again. And here we are in the month of February. So last month, we kind of focused a little bit on Apple computers and Apple products and Apple commercials. So I figured this month we'll go ahead and shift gears a little bit to a not Apple thing. Uh, but first, we're going to start off with something that happened in tech history in 1947. So February 20th, 1947, computer pioneer Alan Turing suggests testing artificial intelligence for the game of chess while giving a lecture at the London Mathematical Society. Computers, he argued, must, like humans, be given training before their IQ is tested. A human mathematician has always undergone an extensive training. The training may be regarded as not unlike putting instruction tables into a machine, he said. One must therefore not expect a machine to do a very great deal of building up of instruction tables on its own. So testing AI with a game of chess. Wonder when we're going to be able to get around to that. Oh, hey, there happens to be something else that happened this month in tech history. Fast forwarding to the year 1996. When IBM's computer Deep Blue defeats Gary Kasparov in the first game of a six-game match. All right, who's this Gary Kasparov guy? What's Deep Blue? Who's IBM? I'm sure we all know what IBM is, right? But let's go into a little bit more uh, history about this because that's what I like talking about, history, right? So while a doctoral student at Carnegie Mellon University, Feng Xing Chu began development of a chess-playing supercomputer named ChipTest. The machine won the North American Computer Chess Championship in 1987, and Chu and his team followed up with a successor, Deep Thought, in 1988. After receiving his doctorate in 1989, Chu and Murray Campbell joined IBM Research to continue their project to build a machine that could defeat a world chess champion. After Deep Thought's two-game 1989 loss to Kasparov, IBM held a contest to rename the chess machine. The winning name was Deep Blue, submitted by Peter Fitzhugh Brown. It was a play on IBM nicknamed Big Blue, after a scaled-down version of Deep Blue played Grandmaster Joel Benjamin. Shu and Campbell decided that Benjamin was going to be the expert that they were looking for to help develop Deep Blue's opening book. Uh, what's opening book? I had to look that up, too. It's often used to describe a database of chess openings given to a chess program. So they hired him to assist with the program preparations for Deep Blue's matches against Garry Kasparov. So who's Garry Kasparov? Well, Garry Kasparov is a Russian chess grandmaster, former world chess champion from 1985 to 2000, political activist, and writer. His peak FIDE chess rating of 2851, achieved in 1999, was the highest recorded until being surpassed by Magnus Carlsen in 2013. By the way, FIDE is the French acronym for the International Chess Federation or World Chess Federation. So let's fast forward to February 10th, 1996, Philadelphia, Deep Blue versus Gary Kasparov. 
So this is a six-game chess match between the then world chess champion, Gary Sparrow, and the deep blue computer. Now, here's the thing that really blew people's minds. The very first game, Kasparov lost. This is the very first time. No computer had ever won a game against a world champion in chess. Kasparov would eventually win the series 4-2, to two, but then in a rematch the very next year, 1997, Deep Blue beat Gary Kasparov 3.5 to 2.5. So the first match in 1996, the very first game, Kasparov resigned. Blew people's minds. But then the second game, Kasparov won. The third and fourth games were both draws. Fifth game, Deep Blue won, but unfortunately the sixth game, Kasparov won. So 4-2, Kasparov wins. But 1997, Kasparov beats Deep Blue. Deep Blue comes back in the second game. And then there were three games that were drawn by mutual agreement. And finally, Deep Blue came back to win it all. Three and a half to two and a half. Couldn't believe it. Now, I was able to find a video of when Gary Kasparov finally lost to Deep Blue in the second match. Listen to how engaging this video is. So you can tell chess matches are pretty quiet. So that's why I'm not showing you any audio clips of the chess match. Both matches were widely covered by the media and Deep Blue became a celebrity. Prizes were awarded to both matches by sponsor IBM Research with Deep Blue's share going back to IBM. For the first match, the winner was awarded $400,000 and the loser $100,000. Hey, that's a match I would like to enter. I'll just immediately lose. For the second match, the winner was awarded $700,000 and the loser $400,000. Carnegie Mellon University awarded this additional $100,000 to the Deep Blue team, a prize created by computer science professor Edward Fredkin in 1980 for the first computer program to beat a reigning world chess champion. Deep Blue's win was seen as symbolically significant, a sign that artificial intelligence was catching up to human intelligence and could defeat one of humanity's great intellectual champions. Later analysis tended to play down Kasparov's loss as a result of uncharacteristically bad play on Kasparov's part and play down the intellectual value of a chess game as a game that can be defeated by brute force. In December 2016, discussing the match in a podcast with Sam Harris, Kasparov advised of a change of heart in his views of the match. Uh, while writing the book, I learned new facts. I did a lot of research, you know, analyzing the games with modern computers and uh, also soul, ser uh, soul searching, and, and I changed my conclusions. So it's the, I'm not ri uh, writing any love letters to IBM, but my respect for the Deep Blue team went up, and my opinion of my own play, and by the way, Deep Blue's play went down. After Deep Blue's victory in ancient Chinese game of Go, a game of simple rules and far more possible moves than chess became the canonical example of a game where humans outmatch machines. Go requires more intuition and far less susceptible to brute force. It is widely played in China, South Korea, and Japan, and is considered one of the four arts of Chinese scholar in, in antiquity. In 1997, many players with less than a year of experience could beat the best Go programs. But the programs gradually improved, and in 2015, Google DeepMind's AlphaGo program defeated the European Go champion Fan Hui in a private match. It then surprisingly defeated top-ranked Lee Sedol in a match AlphaGo versus Lee Sedol in 2019. While Deep Blue mainly relied on brute computational force to evaluate millions of positions, 
AlphaGo also relied on neural networks and reinforcement learning. So join me again next month with another edition of This Month in Tech History. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.